special for the Blood God Gaming Podcast. With me this time around, we still have Shane, uh, but we are joined this time with local TO and all-around great dude, Ivan. Hey, what's going on? So, this this episode's mainly going to be built around just going over what like what we did, what were our hobby milestones, what were some highlight events, um, some fun things that just happened, uh, what are your favorite and least favorite releases, and what are you looking forward to? So uh, before we get into that, Ivan, why don't you tell the wonderful people just a little bit about yourself? How's it going? Um, Ivan, I uh, currently work in the United States Army. Part of the U.S. Army eSports with Shane now. Uh, I'm out of uh, Aberdeen Proving Grounds, Maryland. Been playing Warhammer since probably third edition, since Tau first came out. Uh, been playing off and on here and there. And then kind of got serious into eighth edition right when it popped off in 2017. Uh, yeah, just been loving it ever since. All right, cool. So have you uh, have you done anything like in in the immediate recent time period in like the last like month or so you want to highlight just as like we go over what we've done recently? Um, so there's there's actually been a lot that's happened really in the Maryland area, and Shane could attest to it since he's probably traveled to every single one of those tournaments. But uh, maybe uh, I think in this area we've had uh, four GTs to include one team event. Um, and two of those GTs were held at Titan Games of Hobbies, and then the other two were held at Bel Air Games. And then uh, I know the Bel Air Games where I host that, there's nine events total to include those two GTs. So it's been an overall huge, huge year, um, and it's been great to have the community continuing strong after two years of this game coming out. Nice, nice. So, Shane, as you mentioned, you've been traveling around, so you want to talk about what you've been up to since we last did a recording? Let's see. Since we last recorded, it's been a few events since then, for sure. Um, let's see. I hit the boys. That was cool. I went to Atlanta for the Atlanta Open, which was really excellent. I can't stress how excellent that event was. Just the professional environment, the production quality of the stream, like, legit super legit um did the local bel air gt not too long ago a million rtts you know the usual fair enough for me it's been kind of low-key actually since we last recorded for events i've done a handful of rt of rtts um been trying to keep up with that but work and personal life has kind of slowed down my uh my ability to play as much so it's uh it's been but i'm looking forward to some of the events coming up um mainly been doing stuff like just some hobby cleanup reorganizing doing a little touch paint touch touch up painting there and uh trying to get some trying to get my hands on the remaining schizari i need so not a whole lot for me in the immediate like last month or two but that is what it is so let's uh let's see here so ivan since you host a bunch of events any events coming up you want to plug real quick um not so january's got lvo so no uh no tournament coming up in january 
Um, also, for those who aren't aware, I think Bel Air Games is supposed to be moving at the end of January, is what I heard. Um, it is? Going to a new location. Uh, not sure where, but I think January is their last official area in that, uh, in that specific vicinity. So then they'll be moving, and then uh, I think they said February, February or March they're going to pick back up on 40K events. So not sure on that one. Um, and then I don't know if everyone knows, J.C. Watts and Josh Huna will probably pick up the uh, tournament scene at Bel Air Games as hosting uh, starting in summer. I didn't. This is the first I'm hearing of them moving, though. That's uh, that's interesting. So are they still going to be in, like, the Bel Air area, or are they going to change the name and move somewhere else completely? That's a good question. Uh, I know uh, Michael's really uh, invested, I guess, in that in that company, in that store. I think he wants to stay in the area, but uh, he said some places in Falston, maybe, but uh, I'm not too sure yet. He hasn't really gave, uh, I think, the customers a heads up. All right. That's interesting. Well, uh, Shane, you've got any kill team events or anything coming up? Uh, so let's see. The first weekend of January on the, that Sunday, January 5th, uh, we're running a kill team tournament at MAGFest, which is going to be free to play in the event because you basically have to pay to get into MAGFest. So we felt like it would be unfair to have people have to pay for the event. Um, but if you're going to MAGFest already, come on down and play kill teams. We're going to have a bunch of prizes still. We're going to have swag. Um, and we have a pretty interesting mission pack for that that's already available for those that are interested. And of course, if you really want to check into more, go look for the event on Facebook, which is listed under most of the local kill team events and on the kill team uh, Facebook page, like the greater kill team Facebook page, we've posted the event. Uh, but yeah, that's it, really. That kill team event, come on out and see us. Nice. Any events you're attending besides that coming up? Um, yeah, you know me, like something every weekend, practically. I got, uh, I'm going to Dreaming About WOG Christmas, which is a doubles tournament this upcoming weekend. Um, and then I have, the, obviously, the Kill Team event in a couple of weeks, and then LVO at the end of January. Not going to lie, I groaned a bit hearing that doubles tournament name. <laughs> I love it. God damn it. Well, uh... I don't have any uh, 40K events that are hard set for me. Um, I was going to be attending LVO, but things have unfortunately changed, so that's not going to be happening. But I am, I might, I'll see uh, how my weekend shapes up for the uh, time around MAGFest. If I can swing it, I might roll through and uh, join y'all for some kill teams in general MAGFest shenanigans. Sounds good. So, as I mentioned though, at the top of the uh, top of the episode, this is the year in review. Twenty nineteen has been a very divisive year, I would say, for forty k. There's been a lot of <laughs> there's been a lot of there's been a lot of shit that went down, um, both for us as players and for the hobby at large. Um, I mean, we had the summer of the Castellans, and now we are in the winter of Spiss Marines. And 
it's been a wild ride through and through. So I think we're, what we'll, what would be best to do is we go over just some overall highlights and then break down some of the subcategories I've laid out in uh, in our little docket, which the subcategories are highlight events, hobby milestones, general fun things that happened uh, related to the hobby, and your favorite and least favorite releases. So in terms of general highlights, Ivan, let's start off with you. Uh, so general highlights, uh, kind of talked about before, was just the just several events that happened between Beller Games and Titan, or yeah, Titan Games and Hobbies, because between the two of them, the two stores, they do at least two RTTs every month. Uh, Beller does usually in the middle, and Titan does in the afternoon, uh, or I'm sorry, at the end of the month. Um, but in general, it was very busy, and with each of these, you could progressively see just like the Maryland meta, just ever-changing, ever-evolving, but also different from the national meta. So you'll see people like Shane just run off-the-wall lists and somehow win, which is ridiculous in my opinion. <laughs> and he does it with Scarab, right? Or, yeah, and it's just like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, But as these players are evolving, they're like learning the skills. You'll see new, uh, new players coming up. And specifically... Um, the one I wanted to highlight was Battle for Maryland because we increased it from 10 teams to 12 teams. And then we added um, different table configurations per uh, team pairings. So that way it kind of gave a little bit more tactical uh, decision-making. And overall, I think people had a great time with it. Um, Titan was awesome in hosting you know, 36 players for it. We had a team from Delaware come down. Um, several teams from Virginia came up, and I, I think overall it was pretty great. And some Virginia guys were wondering if we could do a future, um, a DMV type event, a battle for DMV, you know, where uh, Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia might be able to throw some teams together afterwards. So that that was a pretty awesome event in general. And I think Shane's team did pretty great. I mean, they went undefeated and really just crushed their opponents as best generals again for a second year in a row so it was him and ken coriel and rob braun um so yeah they just did amazing on that so kudos to them and uh was i think the blood god gaming classic was uh right after september if i'm not mistaken yeah it was right after and then i'm pretty sure shane did well in that too like it, it just I don't know what's happening. Shane just took a turn all of a sudden after he decided to quit Gene Stiller Colt, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, after that one, it went to the December GT that just happened, Crucible of Winter. Uh, Shane came out on top with four wins and a tie uh, with his Red Scorpions out of nowhere, which was awesome. Um, but Wait, yeah, overall, what it was did a, you it was do? Great year, man. I'll, I'll yeah, go over it when I review my year, dude. I'm yeah, sorry. It's, it's I got... been a hectic, crazy year. I'm sorry. My ears just immediately perked up when I heard Red Scorpions. I'm sorry for cutting you off, Ivan. No, you're good, man. Yeah, it's it's been a fun year, man. Um, and getting to see Shane just be stubborn as always and go to each event and then just kind of push through and learn from his mistakes and see the weaknesses of his army, tweak it, and then come back to win a GT. That's pretty amazing, honestly. Um but yeah, overall, it's Thanks, been great. Uh, we had a, recently U.S. Army Esports came up and created a 40K Esports team. 
So that was, that's been cool so far getting to see that grow. Um, but in this area specifically, I think it's been a, an amazing couple years really just to see everything highlight. And like you said, the different changes in the meadow with the FAQs and just seeing how the players adjust to GW's um, FAQs has been awesome, really. All right. Well, that's a real positive outlook, and let's keep it rolling. Shane, give us your little rundown of just general highlights of the year. So event highlights. Um, I mean... I've gone to like as many events as I possibly could this year in general. Like everything was really fun. I like I really like the the Maryland Virginia area. There's so many events here. Everybody's so cool. Uh, we have a bunch of good tos. Um, God, I don't even know where to begin to talk about events. Like, so this is a project that I've been trying to figure out how to. Attack, but if you go on to Frontline's ITC's, you know, ranking page, you can look at each person's individual records and every event they've been to. And uh, I got it in my mind that I wanted to just see how many events I'd been to this year. And just ITC 40k scored events, I think I'm at like 31 right now. And at this point, I just, like, can't even fathom. <laughs> but uh, overall, like, like Ivan was saying, like, this area is really good. There's a lot of good players here. It's a fun meta to play in. There's just all sorts of, of like, janky stuff. And then the meta stuff, um, you know, Nova's local, so that's always nice. But, yeah, like, yeah. Well, fair enough. For me, this was probably, in terms of events, the year I did the most traveling for events. Um, the year started with uh, with LVO, um, my first LVO 2019, and that was fascinating. It was my first time ever in Vegas, even, to begin with. Um, besides LVO, there was also um, the Nova GT again which was a blast. It's always a great time in Nova um, just because it brings out everybody. Like Nova doesn't just not like ignoring just the GT. That's like the big show. Like Nova attracts all these different war gamers from all over. And even in the, in like just running into random people, like running into uh, to Reese uh, running into like just all like the guys who run uh, Adepticon, like you run into everybody and anybody at Nova, and it makes it. And there's a little bit, and there's a lot of fun to that, and there's a lot of fun to seeing just the local people who wouldn't normally come out to an event like this. Like I saw a lot of the Heresy guys, I saw some of the guys um, who are behind Infinity. Like it just brings out a very interesting mix uh, compared to just like a usual 40k event. And plus, it's huge. The venue's usually nice, and uh, it was nice to once again be in the venue. Um, as well as that, did some uh, events down in Richmond uh, with Warp with Warp Charged Gaming. Um, Shane, you remember the the uh, GT 
you, me, and uh, okay, yeah. and Andrew and Andrew went to. Um, I had just a complete mental shutdown for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, you, me, and Andrew, we went down there, and that was another great GT. Like this was a this was a year very centered around traveling to events for me, and it was interesting seeing the hobby in a slightly different light. Where it's like, all right, good army need to pack it all into one case and take the smallest possible bag for other stuff. Um, beyond the personal highlights, this was a year where I remained steady with what I ran, uh, fairly consistent with AdMech, and had a good time really just trying to poke and prod and find what's good, and we finally found something, and then life just decided to tell me, no, stop. But I do want to run AdMech more, especially running specifically boats and hose. The little uh, dream project of you and me, Shane. Yep. So that's gonna be great. We're kind of evolving that into hobby milestones. Um, this year's been good for me for hobbying. Um, I have my ad Mac with the help of local, well, primarily done by the local commission painter Matt Carey. Um, his work's phenomenal. He helped me. He helped kind of get my army to this next level in terms of appearance and i'm super happy with that and i'm trying to also work on my own stuff um trying to work on getting better by working on my death core of krieg and just it's been a good year in terms of just trying to evolve the hobby and involve my hobby work i got an airbrush i've been trying to do some of my own some more of my own stuff as time goes on so hobby wise it's been an overall net positive uh what about you ivan So hobby-wise, um, I've just been, I got a new airbrush uh, probably a couple months ago, and I've just been kind of using it nonstop, trying out different things. But uh, a couple of the things I was working on was my uh, airwing phoenixes that I took to ATC, which was a lot of fun. It was kind of sad when Nova said, no, go pound sand. And I was like, all right, well, there goes all that money. Um, and then I ended up just repainting pretty much all my, other flyers getting them ready for Nova and LVO. So uh, that was pretty much it. Um, yeah, I haven't really been too much on the hobby side. It's been a it's been a hot minute since I touched a brush, actually. So I probably should for the New Year's resolution. Uh, man, you're making me feel like crap. Thanks. <laughs> wow, we're supposed to make Shane feel that way. In Shane's defense, he actually has like a display board, which I've never had. And he's painted several of his models more than he has for his custodes, which was the most annoying thing I could ever think of, was looking at that gold <laughs> and it never adding color to it. Oh, just my God. And then now, gold custodes. Yeah, it was just solid gold. And now his red scorpions are, like, full of color. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. I, too, I too remember the era of the gold brick custodes. It was just... <laughs> You could always tell where Shane was because there was a faint yellow glow coming from nearby. So, speaking of Shane, hobby hobby stuff, what's your highlights from hobbying milestones and all? Well, the meta shifts that have changed so much over the course of this year has forced me to hobby, which is probably good as much as I hate it. Um, I mean, hell, like, 
I did a whole bunch of Blood Angel stuff at the beginning of this year to go with my custodes. I have this like awesome Smash Captain that I got Ryan to paint, and he saw the table for like three months, and I feel so bad about it because it looks so good. Um, and then after I swapped to that, I swapped to GSC where I painted an entire army's worth before Nova like that week of, which was terrible. And it still looks kind of shitty, but at least it's something. Uh, and then, you know, the Marine meta hit, which kind of made it so I could just forget about playing GSC and politely go cry in the corner. Um, and so then friends of mine, Ivan being one and Anthony being another, basically were like, quit being dumb and playing crappy stuff and play something good in the meta. So I still did my own thing and played Red Scorpions instead. But at least it's good. So I'll okay. explain. I'll yeah. explain. Uh, so I wanted to play a meta list that was not the meta list. So I was looking at Raven Guard stuff because everybody and their mother was playing Iron Hands. Um, it's before the Fist supplement came out, so I didn't really get a chance to look at that. Um, but I wanted to play Raven Guard because I like the shenanigans and the fact that it's GSC esque. You have a lot of deployment options, a lot of silly shit. Um, but I still wanted to do something crazy, and I realized that with the Raven Guard, they have that psychic power to redeploy a character, like Wings of Fire for Blood Angels. And I was just like, what can I redeploy that would be a successor that would just be hilarious? And then I'm like, oh yeah, isn't there a character Leviathan Dreadnought? So I was just like, oh yeah, so uh, let's play Carib Cull and the Risen as Red Scorpions, as Raven Guard successors, and then make a really good list around that. And um, since all my Marines are always Alpha Legion, I started doing more Alpha Legion stuff, and I made my Leviathan Dreadnought, that's Alpha Legion, into Carib WYSIWYG style. Oh so, my! Yeah, dude, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even recognize it if I rolled up to the table at this point. I gotta see this shit for myself. We gotta play now <laughs> as a result. Uh, and then to even take it a step further, um, they had the Faith and Fury rules drop, and then I realized that a Chief Apothecary would be baller because I'm using Centurions and Eliminators. Uh, and then I was just like, man, this is even like Red Scorpion-like, because Red Scorpions love apothecaries. So I got to bust out a sweet apothecary model and paint his ass up, again, as Alpha Legion. Um, and then the newest version of the silly shit I'm running at this point, I've decided to include uh, Magister Chief Librarian Severin Loth. So uh, he's going to be in the list too now. Also painted as Alpha Legion. I swear to God, Shane. It's <laughs> goddamn it. Funny part is I remember very distinctly at uh at Nova the Bit store dude had a Severin Loth with like his uh his like accompanying models from Forge World and I was like, huh, I should pick him up and then didn't do it. Well, I mean He's still pretty niche, and I'm not 100% certain that he's good. But I have an idea, and I like it. 
When you say you have an idea, I get concerned. <laughs> oh boy. Well, uh, let's see here. So let's uh, let's go over some of the just general fun things. What was like a moment from like a game played or like an event that you attended that just stands out in your mind? Uh, Shane, why don't you start this one off? Um. Well, let's see. I think all just because I'm thinking about the Red Scorpion stuff. Let's let's talk about Du Bois real quick. So I had. Uh, one of my matches at Du Bois, I, and I explained at every match before the game started that what I could do with Carib, how I could use the psychic power and make Carib reappear, you know, so there'd be no silly gotcha moment. Uh, play against an Eldar player who's running Craft Worlds plus Drukari, and he gets first turn, shoots a bunch of my shit, uh, but Carib's still up, Psyker's still up, etc., Leaves a nice, perfect nine-inch hole in his backfield, which is nine inches away from an Archon, a Warlock on a bike, and nine and a half inches to a Ravager. Oh, no. No, no, no. The proper phrasing there is, oh, yeah. So, (laughs) Carob becomes Kool-Aid Man. He reappears over there. Uh, I murder the Archon with shooting because the best way to kill an Archon is by shooting him with a lot of bullets, which Carob has plenty. Um, the second Ravager that was near that one but too far away for me to charge ate all three of the 100 killer missiles and almost died. Um, and then I proceeded to make the charge with Carob because I had Imperium Sword for reroll any number of charge dice. Kill Warlock and that other Ravager in melee. So just Jesus. Sweetness. Pure sweetness. Like having the, the moment of Carib to just shine. And then from that point on, I was just like, this is my favorite model in this list now. I mean, that's that's the reaction I would have to that too, frankly. Just yeeting models like that. Plus, like, even beyond just that match in particular, there's a certain amount of pride I take out of randomly making a Leviathan Dreadnought appear on the battlefield. And, like, the lore behind the psychic power is that you kind of pull a Korax, where it's just like you disappear into a shadow and reappear out of another one, and picturing this Leviathan Dreadnought being like, I'm Batman. Perfect. Well... Ivan, what about you? Any just general fun moments that spring to mind from the uh, from the last year of Warhammer? So I have a, I think I have a couple. So one of them was actually from also the Du Bois GT. Um, anyone who's play knows that I really like aircrafts for some reason. I don't know why in this game. <laughs> um, I've been playing the same list before this recent FAQ since October of last year, and I haven't changed it. So when I got to the table, and I think in my match four, um, it was against Diogo Pita, and he also had a lot of flyers. So getting to see his eight flyers versus my nine flyers, uh, 17 flyers on the board was amazing. That was just really funny. Um, I mean, it came down to who went first, but yeah, it was, it was just funny to watch. 
Um, the second thing I thought was really funny was Shane actually uh, broke one of my holiday-themed tournaments with his Genestar Colt. <laughs> I didn't even realize. So we had this, uh, we have this mission that uh, involves a pumpkin shooter, which was like a custom oh, objective I know marker. Where this is going. <clears throat> and this pumpkin shooter is, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, however many shots. It's a uh, high strength. It's high damage, high uh, AP, and it's supposed to really just help whoever deal with tanks and monsters and stuff because that was the theme of the event for Halloween. Um, and it was a pistol. And little did I realize that his Gene Stir Colt, what, what was the model? What was it called? It's the um, Keller Morph. Yeah, the Keller Morph could just snipe characters with that thing. So in his last game against Josh Medlock, who was running Admech and Belsarius Call, he literally just one-shots Call, and then he shoots again and shoots something else. And I was like, what, what just happened? And in the beginning of the tournament, Shane warned me. He's like, hey, um, I'm going to break your round three mission. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't quite understand what that meant. I thought he meant like he's literally just going to break it. Like, I, I was very confused because that's the way Shane talks. And Shane talks in weird rhymes. And he's like, I don't know, he's some mythical sphinx for some Warhammer reason. <laughs> um, and then he literally, it like dawned on me as that happened that he meant he was going to break it rules-wise. And I was like, oh my god. this! And then everyone after that was like looking up Vindicare Assassins. They're looking up all types of things to abuse it for next year. So that was, that was pretty fun. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. Once again, I can't highlight enough overall. The, the year's been great. Uh, and having been able to run Underworlds on top of 40k tournaments in the same weekend has been great too, so... Nice. Well, frankly, I was going to also say uh, Shane just is one of my highlights. Shane just finding that little loophole. Because I think I remember you discovering that while we were in the car on the way. Yeah, yeah, that was totally not pre-planned at all, which made it even more funny. Yeah, we were going. Yeah, I remember the exact moment. No, we were talking about the objectives. We we're talking about the third one, and you're like, "Wait a minute." Is it a pistol? I'm like, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and we realized what you could do. Um, oh, God. I think, honestly, some of my highlights, like, for funny moments have been, uh, have been moments where it's, where the, oh, God, what was one of them? Um, there was... It was kind of just funny because it's like it just blew up in my face. Um, it was at the Richmond GT, and uh, I had I was running a list that had six Castle and robots, and the guy I was going against managed to wound one in the first volley, and then through a series of explosions, I, ascend, I essentially wiped out. 75% of my force by just exploding castellans because I couldn't stop rolling sixes even after when I command pointed the first one. <laughs> so the first one goes boom, three wounds to a bunch of stuff, kills some, kills another vehicle. I think it was one of my dune crawlers. That explodes. Command point it, still explodes. Does three of the castellans, so another one starts to explode, and it just caused this daisy chain that killed me pretty much on turn one. Um, some of the other ones are just the general fun that I've had when it comes to like staying overnight at events like in Richmond, um, LVO, 
Nova, where it's like after the event's done, just some of the sh- some of the shit posting and the hanging out that happens. Like Spirit I very quest. Spirit quest. I remember Spirit quest, and I remember us getting all the people together and going to the. Uh, you remember the dumpling bar that we went to, where we were yeah. like pe- like a bottle, of, like two bottles of sake. We're just traveling around, and we're just pounding down dumplings and dim sum. That was great. <laughs> I would say that's kind of like my personal fun highlights. It's just sp- the spirit quests and ship posting that occurs in between actual rounds. So, spirit legit. Spirit quest is legit. So let's uh, let's see here. Let's talk about let's talk about uh, some of the highlight. Let's talk about the releases themselves. Let's talk about. Let's kind of shine like the bad light. Like, what, what did you, what were some of the releases that you think had just kind of like a negative impact, or you just were like dissatisfied with? <laughs> let's uh, let's start with you, Ivan. Um, I would like to say Iron Hands when they first came out, uh, especially <laughs> with the Ironstone, super fun. Uh, I mean, so I got like a bad taste and I got like a good taste because. Overall, I think the Space Marines Codex and all the supplements so far have just been doing a pretty good job at making sure that they are the pedestal army because they've been shit on for so long in the past. So it's been it's kind of nice to see those. Um, but yeah, really the Iron Hands when it first came out was pretty uh, it's pretty gross um, and it was hard to deal with. Uh, but now they've kind of toned it down and now you know Iron Hands and Raven Guard they're pretty side to side and it's it's good to see that that mix but you're starting to see i think a lot of uh, repetitive lists with a lot of centurions or either a lot of repulsors or you know some variant of the sort um but uh, you know just like anything else people are going to complain about it and then people are going to adapt and then some other faq is going to come out so i think i think it's fine for right now honestly i'm not too surprised if marines do really well in the upcoming events but yeah definitely least favorite would be the uh Oof, when the Iron Hands first came out and some of those combos came out, I was like, what? Oh, it's hard. I cried profusely in bed, in the shower, with Shane, <laughs> in the shower. I don't know. It was crazy. Um, Shane, with some of your low-light releases, like, what are the things that you just you weren't really happy with, you weren't satisfied with? I mean... I don't know if I'd ever say that I wasn't happy with anything so much as I wasn't with happy with the state of the game because of those releases. Um, So the Space Marine 2.0 decks came out and it made Space Marines not suck, which was good because Space Marines have been pretty terrible since like the beginning of 8th. Like they had a little bit of early time where they shone, but it was really just Reboot that made them any good. Combined with, you know, Storm Ravens or what other shenanigans they were doing at the very beginning. Mostly Storm Ravens. Um, but as soon as they started releasing the supplements is when it got a little a little crazy. And my problem is that it basically, the supplements combined with the new Codex more or less have, like, warped the meta so hard that it invalidates some armies, which is never good. And I mean, I guess it's not super new in that regard, because we even saw that with the Castellan. But with the Castellan, it typically didn't invalidate an entire army, just 
sometimes the majority of it, but at least you can still soup a little bit, I guess. But um, yeah, the Iron Hand supplement came out and it like fucking took everything and just threw it in the dumpster. Just like, yo, GSE, get fucked. Oh, are you going to try and kill me? No. Um, and it's just kind of progressed from there. The rest of the supplements haven't been nearly as crazy as the Iron Hand supplement was. Um, I mean, they're still crazy in their own right, and they're still super good in comparison to everything else. Um, yeah. I think it's, to me, it's just a matter of the state of the game. It's like, even at the beginning of the year, it was like the the crest of the end of the Castellan was like the beginning of this year because LVO was really like the last big hoorah before it started falling off. Um, and then you had the rise of the fucking Caladius grab tank, which was hilarious and short-lived. And then after that fell off, it was kind of a somewhat stable meta for a little while, which really, I guess, after the the uh, Caladius change only was another like few months before Space Marines came out. So it's just kind of been a really shaky year, meta-wise, I think. Just right now, it's just super skewed. Yeah, we had a lot of... A lot of things that went on, like, trailing from last year into this year where just something... We, like, we had basically just a season of the blank meta, and we finished the... Like you said, we finished the Castellan meta... Shifted briefly into the Caladius meta, and then hit the uh, the Space Marine meta, which we'll see how long after LVO that goes on for. I so, mean, I have a feeling that it's probably not going to go anywhere for a while. I think, just like Ivan said, people are going to adapt, just learn how to play against it. And then one thing I did kind of forget with the whole Castellan rise and fall was Yanari was about the same time frame as well. Yanari was still really good at LVO this year and then fell off at about the same time. Although they had a little bit longer before because they didn't really die until they got their new rules. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like they had just a little bit longer of a meta life than the Castellan did. Yeah. So my personal, I'm going to uh, kind of just echo you on this one, Shane, and Say so, yeah, that the the Iron Hands supplement when it first dropped, that shit was whack. Like that was just whack, man. It was it led to some combos where there was just some matches where you kinda had to just sit there and go, Okay. I do you, do you want me to just scoop now or do you want me to keep going? It was it kinda it kinda dro- drove some of the fun out for a little bit, but Thankfully, that was somewhat that was addressed with the you know regular facts that keep coming out. So I'd say that was one of the big low light. That was one of the big low light. Low, yeah, fuck, low lights. Words. Yes, I can speak them. All right, uh, switching the light back into a positive, sunshiny ray. Let's talk about some of our highlight releases. Some of the releases that were like. Yeah, this had a great impact, you know, or at least stuff that we're we're happy with in general. Like the, it, it doesn't even have to be a good release. It, has to be, it can be a release that you're just like, you're just you're happy. Makes you happy to see it. How about you, Ivan? 
So the first one was the aircraft rule. I think that was a pretty good change that GW made uh, really to kind of push. Hold on one second. You're a little bit quiet, buddy. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're just a little quieter than you were before. Yeah, you're about half as loud as you were earlier. Half as loud? How about now? <laughs> no. No change. No. No. no change. Hello? There we go. Alright, um, I'd say the first cool highlight was the aircraft change that GW did for one of the, the big FAQ3. Um, I think it deterred some armies. I mean, Eldar didn't really change too much on that. People still took the Exarchs and Razor Wings, but I think it kind of gave people a little bit of a, a reprieve, a little bit of a sigh of relief when you could start moving through them and um, kind of charge through them and at least have a little more interaction with the army. Um, another favorite release, I think, was overall just Space Marines. Uh, as I said before, that's really the, the staple of GW and getting people into the game and making sure their toys were still valid was really this new codex. and. A lot of the uh, supplements really made that happen. So that's what I kind of said. It was both my <laughs> least and favorite because it was, uh, I mean, r yeah, right now it's the meta is kind of evolving. So it could be considered toxic in some ways and people are getting turned off by the meta list. But it also got people into it and got them buying new toys and stuff. So it's pretty, I think it's pretty cool overall. All right. I'm a... Uh... I'm going to say personal highlights for me. Um, I liked a lot. I liked the new assassin rules and the new stratagems that came with them. Um, it actually took assassins from being something where you're like, well, that sucks. It is really relevant to actually being stuff that's worth taking and essentially having for Imperial armies, at least something akin to a magic the gathering sideboard. Like you can just go, all right, I've got eighty. I've got four eighty-five point models. Which one fits this matchup the best? Um, another one I'll throw out there was I personally like the new vehicle that the Admech got, as well as the new character. Um, Thetalus adds something to the army with the ability to give plus one, and the Higgins boats are Higgins boats. I love my Higgins boats. So. Plus the mortar version adds some indirect fire, which is always good. Chain, how about you? Um, I was really happy to see fly changed back to being able to charge over stuff in the charge phase. That made me really happy. Because um, it, it made sense. I mean, you got this dude like on a flying machine, but somehow he can't go over a fucking like five foot dude with his flying machine when he charges. Zero sense. That's a good call, man. Actually, I forgot about that one. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I was like super excited to see that come back around at least. Um, the assassin change or update was really good. I agree. Um, seeing the Inquisitor update, I'm glad they did it. I still feel like they could have done a little more, but there's some cool stuff in there. Um, it's still really new, so I don't feel like people have been able to to mess around with it too much. So that might have some some sweet sick plays that people haven't figured out yet. Um, actually, I really like the Faith and Fury book uh, from Psychic Awakening. Um, 
even though it boosted Marines, which it really didn't need to. But uh, seeing the new stuff pop up for Chaos Space Marines was really cool. Um, there's some really neat stuff in there and some actual fluffy stuff, which was also neat. Um, just like the new stratagems and new warlord traits and stuff, you could really, you could see that they were trying to elevate them closer to where Marines are, which was cool. Um, hmm. That's all I can really think of. Oh, wait, nope, I lied. There's the my favorite thing, which I probably should like hate myself for not thinking of first, was the fact that they had the new um, Forge World rules initially dropped at the very beginning of the year and then were finalized later this year after Nova. And I was super surprised and super happy to get all of these units. I mean, as silly as the Caladius was in that one time frame, I'm just really happy to have more custom models to be able to play with because having a, a, an army that was like five models was just fucking terrible. Wish we, wish my admin could get that love. Yeah, you'll get it eventually. I mean, you got drills. That's Forge World. I mean, yeah, we got drills, but give me the Thanatar, man. Give me the, give me my big Leviath, discount Leviathan-looking motherfucker. Dude, I you want... don't need Forge World models to be good, man. You got gunboats. Get out of here. I like, back in World War II, and you're crushing. Boats, oh, and yeah. boats and hose. Boats and hose. Boats and hose does wonderful things. There is the Ursarax, those, uh, like, insecty like, looking dudes. I think that's the Ursarax. I don't remember. I'd like to see them, because that's a cool fucking model. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot of cool models for the Heresy line of Admech. I just, I don't even know, I don't even care if I would use all of them. I just want to see rules come out for them. Cool. Oh. Alright, um, so as we've kind of, you know, wrapped up some of our year in review, um, we got to kind of look forward to, to what's coming down the pipeline, what's coming in the next year that we're looking forward to. So, Ivan, what's coming up, what's coming out, what are you looking up forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to a new year. Uh, LVO is always a great way to see and start and end a new year, um, as well as see where the new meta is going. Um, I think if you're really invested into this hobby and you've been playing for a while, um, you, you've been through the ups and downs of what GBW can do, and you're always kind of anxious to see what they come out with with these new six-month FAQs, as well as any new codexes that are coming to help power uh, help battle the power curve. So it's really, I mean, I think the the culture and the mentality has to be that you're just excited in general because it's a hobby um, and you're excited in general to see what new changes come out and what new hobbies you could do with new armies and codexes. So for, I mean, really any people that are down right now because they feel like I've heard several comparisons come back to seventh edition where there's that huge power creep and there's certain armies that have these formations or lists that are just doing well. It's like, Hey man, they're going to, they're going to fix it. So you just got to ride the wave and, you know, keep just playing. So I'm, I'm just excited, man. It's a, it's a good time to be a 40K fan and a uh, good time to be in the tournament scene because tournaments have risen probably like 200% globally. Uh, and it's really the ITC. And, I mean, you heard it from Shane, right? 31 events 
if you think about one event per week, that's that's only like 21 weeks he hasn't gone in a whole year. That's insane. That's a lot of time away from his wife. So yeah. good on you for still being <laughs> good on her for staying with you, man. Holy shit, that's True. like a lot of TY, man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that it's an exciting time, man. Um, and I think we'll see a lot, a lot of cool changes hopefully after LVO. LVO is a good. Yeah, LVO is a good barometer to see what's coming up next. So Shane, what about you? Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to finishing out the season at LVO. It should be interesting to see how that goes. And then, of course, all the new events next year, just like Ivan's saying, like, everything's blowing up. There's just so much stuff. Like, we already had so many events here to begin with, and it's just going to keep growing. Um, I think that my... Uh, I, I'm really hoping that I can continue to yeet a Leviathan Dreadnought through the course of the next year. That'll make me really happy. Fair enough. For me, for me, I wish I could close. Like I said, I wish I could close out the season with you at LVO. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing how things shape up at LVO. Like what ends up running away with things at that. And I'm looking forward to just seeing how GW honestly progresses the story of 40k after after the sisters drop and just seeing like what do they do next like where do they where do they take this for the rest of psychic awakening um what does that fucking admech flyer that looks like a da vinci drawing rendered in 3d what does it do um <laughs> like that like seriously go look at some of da vinci's designs it looks like the admech just looked at that and went yeah that'll work just fine just strap some rockets to it it'll be great like I want to know what that what that plane does because there's ornithopters for everyone. Three, I want to know what what are the three versions of ornithopters going to do for me. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to just again seeing where does the story about like the fluff of 40k go from here. Like where does Psychic Awakening go? Where do do we get more? Do, is 2020 the year we get another another Primark on the field? What do we get? We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. So, as we usually wrap things up, uh, Ivan, do you have anything uh, on your hobby bench? Anything you're painting, building? Uh, right now, it's kind of just on hold right now. I just kind of want to see what happens after LVO before I start uh, expanding any Eldar stuff. Um, hoping they come out with more rules for random flyers, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I was actually thinking about doing the airwing version of Space Marines Iron Hands, but for planes. So, I don't know how that'll work. We'll see. Oh, no. Shane, what about you? Uh, so, I am finishing, I guess, Alpha Legioning the rest of my army. So, like, right now, some of my Centurions are for my Blood Angels. So... They don't match and they have to match before LVO. And ironically enough, I was doing that before they made the announcement, so it still works. But uh yeah, just doing another Sense Squad is Alpha Legion. It's my main thing I'm working on. Fair enough. For me, I'm trying to get my uh trying to get my Skitari finished. That's like priority number one for me is getting my Skitari all painted up. So that way I can have all the infantry looking nice when they're jumping out of the Higgins boats. 
Um, that's about it for my hobby bench. So general, you know, tabletop related hobbying things, anything you want to mention can be anything like infinity, magic, anything kind of tangentially related to tabletop, Ivan. You mean just uh, as far as play playing? Playing, hobbying, anything that's like, again, like at this point we're going to talk about, we're just going to look at like anything that's tabletop related doesn't have to be 40k. Anything you got coming up that you're playing, painting, hosting? Uh, so like Shane mentioned, he's doing the kill team thing at MAGFest. I'm actually running a Underworlds tournament at MAGFest as well. Uh, three rounds Friday and two rounds Saturday. And then LVO, I'm playing Underworlds. Like, for anyone who hasn't played Underworlds, I think you should, because it's probably GW's most amazing game. Uh, it's pretty balanced. It's a pretty competitive game. If you play Magic, it's pretty comparable to that, but with models as well. Um, yeah, it's very, it's very streamlined. Uh, the rules are spot on. It seems like the rules designers for that did a really good job in making sure each warband was... Uh, equipped well enough to deal with most of the different other warbands. So if you haven't tried Underworlds, I would highly encourage it. Um, they're doing seasonal changeouts now. So for example, right now is on Season 3, so they're not allowing Season 1 uh, generic cards. So uh, kind of like Magic, they're rotating them out, which makes sense uh, in, in a business sense, but also it kind of helps keep the game fresh. <clears throat> so highly recommend it uh, if you haven't uh, tried it. Definitely go to your local hobby store and try it if they got it. All right. Uh, Shane, how about you? Uh, working on terrain for that Kill Team event, actually. So uh, my buddy Joseph built a bunch of it because I more or less like every tournament that I've been going to lately, if I get any money out of it, I just throw it into terrain to build for Kill Team to run Kill Team events, basically. So I had a glut of it. He helped me by building a bunch. I'm trying to work on some more just so I have enough because, yeah, we want to we wanna have the biggest kill team events we can. So we're trying to, like, have as much terrain and tables available as possible. Fair enough. For me, the only big, like, non-40K tabletop adjacent things I've been doing... Um, I've been getting big into Magic, um, playing a couple different formats, just having a good time with that. Um, I've been messing around with Flames of War again. I've got, uh, I recently came into a uh, small American company, just uh, right parachute rifles with a couple Shermans. So getting that all together and reorganized has been kind of fun. And, uh, also been dabbling a little bit with Infinity. Been wanting to get it in another like sample game, just because that's an interesting one. And then since I don't know if we'll record, I don't know if I'll have played it or not by the time that we do the next episode. Um, I'm waiting on a miniatures like almost kill team scale game set in the Stalker video game universe called Zona Alpha. It's a lot of like building your own models. It's kind of like building a little bit of a story behind them. But then you go into like skirmish events where it's like, all right, you're trying to go artifact hunting and you get ambushed by bandits. So it's kind of it's kind of odd. I'm waiting for the rules to arrive. They're supposed to arrive like mid-January. 
So I'll be sinking my teeth into that with a couple of the other guys with Titan. So, yeah, uh, let's see here. That's about it. Um, so, Ivan, I don't know if you have any, like, if, I, I, I doubt you do, but do you have any, like, Twitter or something people can, like, follow your uh, your exploits on as a, uh, as a TO and player? Um, it's just my Facebook. It's the Ambu Onage. Uh, you could probably follow me on several groups. Uh, either the ITC tournament organizers or Blood God Gaming or wherever it is. I'm I'm on there if you want to add me. Uh, no Twitter, or Instagram, unfortunately. Um, yeah, just uh, come on by, message me, email me. I usually post up on a lot of the uh, ITC events, so you can find my email in there as well. Fair enough. Um... Shane and me, and I don't, I don't think you have any anything for people to follow either. No, I'm working on that piece though. But uh, you know, Blood God Gaming Facebook, yeah, that stuff. All right. Well, we've got, of course, the Blood God Gaming Facebook page. You can like that and follow our page for whenever we post uh, episodes. We've got the Blood God Gaming Facebook group and the corresponding buy sell trade group. Um, on Facebook, we have the Instagram still run, still running. Uh, every once in a while, we see you'll you'll see a, a post go up there. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at bloodgodgamingpodcast at gmail um, and you can follow you can follow along and listen to us on pretty much all major podcast platforms. And please do leave uh, reviews; that does help us get a little bit more visibility if you leave reviews. Um, and, and it from, helps us make better content. That's true. Telling us how to improve does help improve because we will take a listen to what you have to say. Um, and we also, if somebody, if you want us to look at a list or something, we can definitely, uh, back in the earlier stages of this, we would review lists. Um, if you want to send us a list, we'd be happy to probably dust that, dust off that segment and take a look at a list. Um, and as for personally, um, I have a Twitch, Johnny Outsauce One. I stream from there time to time. I'm getting kind of close to affiliate, so that'd be cool. Um, and I am on Twitter, same username. That mainly is the shitpost factory mixed with some thoughts on magic and Warhammer. So that's about it. So say goodnight to the lovely people and have a happy new year. Happy holiday, everybody.